Welcome to Resilient Minds 365, where we discuss the resilient stories of entrepreneurs, professionals, and students with mental illnesses to encourage you to strive, thrive, and live in abundance. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. Welcome back to another episode of Resilient Minds 365. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. Guys, we have a wonderful guest with us today. We have Kevin Palmieri. Um, You are really going to enjoy his testimonial today. Um, Who is he? Well, he's the host of the top 100 global podcasts Next Level University. He's had over 900 episodes and listeners in over 120 countries. Some people find, for him, some people find rock bottom. For him, he found out that rock bottom has a basement. In his mid-20s, he's had it all. A beautiful girlfriend, a high-paying job, a sports car, his dream body, but he still ended up at the edge of of a bed debating suicide several times. After his rock bottom moment, he went all in on self-improvement. Kevin was determined to overcome his anxiety and to overcome his depression. Years later, Kevin now hosts a podcast with hundreds of thousands of downloads in over a hundred countries. He has grown the podcast into a multi six figure business and has recorded over 700 episodes. He's given nearly 100 speeches and had the opportunity to do hundreds of coaching calls. The main thing that changed was him. He focused on learning what he didn't know and unlearning a lot too, and his life started to shift. It's his pleasure to help people get unstuck and get to the next level of their lives. Kevin loves talking about consistency, commitment, habits, mindset, confidence, fear, relationships, and limiting beliefs. With that said, I now present to you, Kevin Palmieri. Kevin, how are you doing today? Leone, thank you for the wonderful intro. I am doing very well, and I am excited to chat with you. It's interesting. I have a tattoo on my arm that says, never quit. So when it comes to resilience, that is one of my favorite things in the world. So this is very, very aligned for me. Awesome. Awesome. So Kevin, can you tell us a little bit more about your profession and what you do? Um, yeah. going to, um, like even how you got started with what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, I had a friend and his name was Alan. He actually is the co-host, the co-founder and my business partner. And he had a podcast and he had me on his podcast. And after he had me on his show, it was like an hour and a half he went to the bathroom and my other buddy, Andrew was there. And I said, Andrew, imagine if you could do that for a living. And he said, Kev, you know, you can, right? And I went and bought all the equipment. I did all the research. I learned how to audio edit. I learned how to video edit. And then I was kind of off to the races. But I think it's interesting, Cleone, because we only see people where they are today. We don't often see where they were in the past. And I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. After high school, all my friends went to college and I stayed back and I was working at a gas station and I worked in a hospital cleaning floors and I was a truck driver, a forklift operator, a personal trainer. I was many, many, many different things. And I never really 
knew what I wanted to do. But the first time that I sat down in front of a microphone, I knew that was that was it for me. And and now I get to do this every single day. We do seven episodes a week. Um, this is my main full time job, and we have several companies now. And it's all because of the podcast. And I'm just I remember five years ago, it was my dream to, to do what I do today. And now I get to do that every single day. So I want to make sure I don't ever lose sight of that. That's amazing. I love it. I love Thank it. You. Doing what you love. That's what's, that's what's, that's what's amazing. And that's what counts is mm-hmm. doing what you love. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. So with that said, now we're going to move into the mental health piece of the, of the interview. So my first question is, what is your mental health diagnosis and when were you diagnosed? So I was never technically diagnosed with any mental health disorder. What I will say is I know I've had depression a hundred percent. I'm certain of that. Uh, I would say, and again, I don't know, but I would say I have ADHD for sure. And then I think I, when I went to therapy, I went to therapy back in the day. And one of the things my therapist said to me was, you most likely have PTSD from some things in your childhood. You've just never gone deep enough to get it looked at or get it diagnosed. So anxiety is something for sure. There's a lot of different things. And I think it's important that, you know, I think there's a fine line between diagnosing something and then using that as your identity. And I think that's a big difference. Right. I'm somebody who definitely struggles with anxiety, but I try not to identify as somebody with anxiety because I think that holds me back if I do. And I wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things I do if I kept staying in that bubble of I have anxiety, therefore I am this. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if I'd be able to be a speaker if I thought all the time I'm anxious. There's no way I can be a speaker stepping on stage. Definitely one of the most challenging things in the world, but technically, never been professionally diagnosed, but I would say those, those things are probably, probably there for sure. Okay. All right, cool. Thank you very much for um, letting me know um, what you are living with and how, and, um, and your process and how you, you got to understand what you um, are living with. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. All right. Thank you. Okay. So my next question is, so tell us, what is your mental health story of resilience? Mm. What did you have to go through? And um, what was your process? Yeah. So as you mentioned in my intro in the bio, when I was in my mid-20s, I had what anybody could, any man really could ever want. I had a beautiful girlfriend. I had a high-paying job. I had my dream car. I had my dream physique. I had a new apartment. I had all the things that would suggest I was very, very successful, but I wasn't very happy. Mm -hmm. I wasn't very fulfilled. I was super anxious. I was super insecure. I was afraid of my own shadow. And my girlfriend at the time wanted to move across the country and chase her dreams. We wanted to move from New Hampshire, where we lived together to California. And I gave her every reason in the world, Cleone, why she couldn't do it. Gas prices are too high, job market's bad, blah, 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 blah. It's not going to work. And she ended up leaving me which was the best thing in the world. She should have done that because I was holding her back. But when she left me, that was my initial rock bottom moment where we just moved in together to this big place. And I'm now paying for everything by myself. Work was getting slow. I had just done a bodybuilding show. So I was miserable. My hormones were all messed up. I just, I wasn't in a good place. 
And when she left me, I started self-improvement. I started personal development. I started saying positive affirmations every night before I went to bed. And I would say, I'm talented, I'm worthy, I'm handsome, I'm intelligent. And this year, I'm going to make the most money I've ever made in my entire life because I thought if I made more money, my problems would go away. Right. So I, I ended up getting a promotion. I worked in the construction industry and I got a promotion to a foreman. And that just meant that I oversaw a lot of the jobs. I was on the, the job from the day we started to the day we ended. And it was the busiest year ever. So if you fast forward to the end of that year, I was on the road for 10 months out of the 12 months. Every single week I was living in a hotel and I was working in New Jersey, which was six hours from home. I worked in New York. I worked in Delaware. I worked in Virginia. I was just all over the place, but I enjoyed it because I was making good money. Mm-hmm. So we get to the end of that year. I have my final pay stub and I'm standing at my kitchen table because my ex-girlfriend took the chairs because they were her chairs and I was never home. So I never bought new ones. And I slid open my, my pay stub and I made hundred thousand dollars at 26 with no college degree. But I had another one of those moments of, ah, nothing changed. Uh, nothing changed. I'm, I'm still in the same spot I was before. And a couple months later, I started the podcast. I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast because for most of my life, I was living unconsciously, which is the opposite of hyperconscious. And Cleone, when I started the podcast, I stopped caring about my job. I didn't care about the money. I didn't want to travel anymore. The thing that brought me so much quote unquote success was now taking away from the success of this podcast that I really felt pulled to do. And I, I started calling out of work. I would leave the job early. I would show up late. And it got to the point where I would have to be in New Jersey at seven in the morning. And I lived six hours away. So I would sleep in my bed from 9 p.m. until midnight or one in the morning. And I would get up and drive five, six, seven hours straight to the job site. I'd work an eight hour day and then I would go to the gym after. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. In my rock bottom basement moment, which you alluded to, I was in a hotel room in New Jersey and my alarm clock went off at 515. And I woke up, I slid to the edge of the bed. I was lacing up my work boots. And the best way to explain it is there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time. And every single one was on a different channel. And one was saying, you're stuck here forever. One was saying, you'll never make a hundred dollars an hour again. Like that's not going to happen. What will your friends think? What will your family think? But the loudest one, Cleone was, do you really think you can be a successful podcaster? Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't know how I didn't think I could. I didn't have the belief. And in that moment, I felt like the best thing for me to do would be to take my life because if I took my life, I took my problems with me. And that's just a dark, painful, hopeless, helpless place to be. Now, luckily, I had somebody in my corner, Alan, my business partner, who I texted and I said, hey, I'm really struggling right now. I don't know what to do. And Alan talked me through it and he said, Kev, so much has changed over the last few years for you, but your environment hasn't changed that much. I think you need to make a change. And I ended up leaving my job three or four months later and and going full-time into what we're doing today. Now, Cleone, that's where a lot of people's stories end. But after I left, it was the hardest three, four, five years of my life because I was broke again, becoming a, a broke entrepreneur. My car broke down. I couldn't afford to fix it. So it would stall at red lights. Like, from, you know, the things from movies, that kind of stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't afford Christmas presents a couple of years in a row for my, my girlfriend. So that was difficult. And I think a lot of people leave those parts out of the story. It's, well, I went through this and now I'm where I am. And I, I just, 
it's important for me to tell people that no matter where you are, there's always going to be challenges. The challenges might get better. They might be higher quality challenges, but I think that challenges are guaranteed. They're, they're non-negotiable. There's always going to be some sort of challenges. But the interesting thing, Cleone, is that part in my story is the one I talk about, but that wasn't the first time that I had had suicidal thoughts. There was, there was other times in my past, but that was the one that was the most shaking for me because I really didn't know what else to do. I really felt like I was, I was at the end of my rope there. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. So my next question is, so what did you have to do to overcome or bounce back from your low points? List all the resources um, that are, were applicable to help you bounce back. Um, yeah. What helped? Uh, number one is a positive, a positive circle around you. I think that so many of us are surrounded by people who, some people are positive and they want to help you, but not everybody knows how. I mean, that's, it's okay if you have people around you that really want to see you succeed, but don't know how to help. That's positive. But there's other people who just might not support you the way you need to be supported. And you can't be vulnerable with them and you can't tell them how you really feel. I mean, imagine if I was afraid of what Alan thought and I never sent him the text message. I knew Alan wouldn't judge me. I knew I was safe to tell him how I felt. And I think a lot of people don't have that, which I think that's step one. And I think the, the biggest thing for me really, and you said it in the bio when you introduced me so, so graciously is I've worked so, so much on me and my own level of self-improvement and personal development and uh, competence as a human being, where I think of it this way, when you work on not only your external, but you work on your internal and your learning and your unlearning, it takes more to shake you right? It takes more to shake you. If you drop your coffee in the morning, it's not the end of the world because you're, you're a more capable human being. And I, I don't mean that in any ego way. I, I don't mean that in that way. I just mean that when you're a more capable human being, the way things affect you are just different. Mm -hmm. So what happens now on the day-to-day -day quite literally would have crushed me five years ago because I just wasn't capable of handling it. Right. But now it's, it's somewhat easy. So I think that one of the biggest, most important, most valuable resources that I had and I used was learning. It was books. It was learning about mindset. There's a book by Carol Dweck called Mindset. Great book. It's great. Wonderful book. It's all about a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. That helped me tremendously. There's a book called The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin, all about understanding how you react as a human being to certain situations. Super, super powerful. I think that's the biggest thing. I think it's two things. One, learning, learning as much as you can. Mm -hmm. And then two, unlearning. So many of us are raised in environments that aren't necessarily nutritious. I won't say they're toxic, but they're not necessarily nutritious. And this is what happens. When you're young, you're a seed and you're planted in soil that you have no control over because you're young. You have no idea. You're not controlling your environment. You're not controlling your circumstances. And if you fast forward 5, 10, 15, 20 years, you're out and you're reading books and you're meditating and you're doing all this work, but it doesn't seem to be having as big of an impact as you think it should. And I think this is why you're pouring this nutritious soil on top of that old, possibly toxic soil, where I think you really, really have to dig down to the seed, to the root of the plant, and then start sending nutritious soil back down there. 
And I just think that's why unlearning is so, so, so important. And it's difficult. It's challenging to look into yourself and say, oh, I, I, I'm anxious. I, I deal with anxiety in these situations. Let me overcome that. Or I deal with depression. Let me overcome that. It's hard to dig down to the seed, but I think it's the most important thing you can do. And I, I would say that's a very important resource for everybody. Right, right. Unlearning is definitely that it's, it can be very challenging um, to undo things that, that, you know, you've been taught for many, many, many years. And yeah, that can be challenging. So my next question for you, are what are three things you wish you had available when you were at your lowest point? My goodness. Three things I wish I had available. Hmm. I would say number one would be belief. I did not have belief in a brighter future. Mm. That's, that's number one. I didn't have belief or confidence. Um, what else? That's a great question, Cleo. That is a great question. It really makes you think. Mm. Naturally, there's a part of me that wants to say more money because I think that's just the way I'm wired, because I assume that would have helped. So I'll say that. I don't think it really would have done much, but I'll go with it. Um, and then when I was at my lowest point, I don't know what the third one would have been. That's okay. I really don't know what it would have been. I think those... What I think support from friends, family. I think I had that, which I'm very grateful for. Okay. I think I, I, this is what, okay. This is what I'll say. The self-awareness to understand how bad it really, like how bad it really was. The self-awareness to understand real, where I really was in the grand scheme of things. That would be the third one. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Definitely. All right. So with that said, we're going to ask you, so what words of hope would you give to our listeners? What would you tell them? Mm. Someone who is in your shoes. It's very difficult to step outside of yourself, but I think that very similar to what we talked about with unlearning, your future is as bright as you want it to be. And although it might not seem like it's bright in this moment, it might not seem like you're headed towards a brighter future. There are many things that you can do to brighten it up. And it all starts with the belief that it's possible for you. And I think human beings must have three beliefs in order to take a new action. They must believe it's humanly possible. So can I jump 75 feet in the air? No, I don't think it's, it's not humanly possible yet. You have to believe it's possible for you and you have to believe it'll be worth it. It is worth it. Yes, it, it is. It is worth it to continue on and continue impacting people and, searching for your purpose and finding out the reason that you are here. We interviewed somebody, Cleone, his name's Kevin Hines. He jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. Wow. And he survived. He survived. He, he went there with the goal of committing suicide. And when he jumped, the second he jumped, he regretted it. He said, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And he ended up surviving. And now he travels around the country, around the world, inspiring people and giving hope to them and talking about how you know, you belong, you matter, and you should be here. And I think that from somebody who actually tried to do it and didn't succeed, luckily, 
he he knows better than most that he regretted it when he actually took that that leap figuratively and and realistically so the future is bright it can be as bright as you want it to be people care people people love you people will miss you you you're better off being here and the world is better off with you being here as well that's what i would say okay very positive and very inspirational thank you very much of course so with that said we are going to take a switch in the interview just a little bit as you can see Behind me, there is a book. It says The Music of My Life. Um, and basically what that book is, is about music therapy and my journey with bipolar disorder. So with that said, I would like to know what type of music do you like? Mm. I am a big rap fan. I love rap, huge rap fan. I like rock I'm a very interesting character when it comes to music because I like all sorts. I like acoustic. I like rock. I like rap. I like classics. So I'm good for, for any type of music. I usually only listen to music in the gym. So it's usually rap or rock. Occasionally I'll throw on some sad acoustic music to, to get me going. Okay, cool. So if you were to think of a song that best describes your journey, what would it be and why? Mm. There, it's a song called, oh my goodness. It's by The Roots. I think it's called Through the Fire. Oh, yes. That would be the one. There's a, there's a part in the song where um, he says, I'm the definition of tragedy turned triumph. And that always resonated with me. I don't, I, I feel like, you know, I grew up in a single parent household. I was raised by my mother and my grandmother, never had a dad in the picture, not many positive male role models. And I just feel like things could have gone a lot of other ways for me. And mm -hmm. I'm very proud of the man I've become. And I think that's, that resonates with me. I'm the definition of tragedy turned triumph. Things could have been a lot worse than they are. And I'm proud of who I am today. And I know that I'm very blessed to have that opportunity. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Okay. Um, so how can we stay in touch with you? What are your social media handles? Yes. So as I mentioned in the beginning, um, I am at never quit kid on Instagram. That is my handle. That is my jam. That's my favorite thing in the world. That's the best place to reach out to me. I get back to all my DMS. If you follow me, I'll send you a video. And then if you want to listen to our show, it's Next Level University. We're on every single day on all the major podcast platforms, as well as YouTube. All of our episodes go out there as well. So every single day, we are there for you in your pocket for free. Perfect. Thank you very much, Kevin. Of course. I really appreciate this interview. It was a really um, interesting interview. Thank you like, very much. Thank you for having me, Cleone. No problem. So with that said, and to all your resilient minds out out there until next time please subscribe to us on all our platforms and don't forget to rate the show and leave a review for us on apple podcasts also join the the community of resilient minds and sound for our music our monthly newsletter be sure to grab a copy of my book the music of my life on all amazon marketplaces to get to know me better and if you can think of one person that will receive value from today's show or connect with kevin's testimonial please share it with him share it with them um, feel free to take a screenshot of this week's episode of the podcast and tag us on Instagram. You can tag myself at onlycleone or resilientminds365 and today's guest at neverquitkid. 
Uh, and remember, mental health is not a death sentence. Despite your illness, you can strive, thrive, and live a life of abundance. Until next time, I'm Cleone Crawford, and I'm signing off. Oh, 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 oh